We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to KCSN Update, your daily dose of Chiefs news and updates from us here at KC Sports Network. It's Wednesday, August 24th. The Chiefs will suit up tomorrow, Thursday night, for their final preseason game before the games begin to count for real when they take the field against the Arizona Cardinals on September 11th. We know the rosters have to be set by next Tuesday with waiver claims all happening on Wednesday. We'll have you covered there uh, with everything at KC Sports Network. So please hit that like and subscribe button. We have plenty of content that's going to break all of that stuff down you might want to turn those notifications on too we're about to take this entire thing up to 11 but first some sad news today with the passing of chiefs legend pro football hall of famer and kansas city icon len dawson who was reportedly in hospice care before the family shared the news of his passing on wednesday morning the team put out this statement this morning with a statement from chiefs chairman and ceo clark hunt who said my family and i are heartbroken Len Dawson is synonymous with the Kansas City Chiefs. Len embraced and came to embody Kansas City and the people that call it home. You'd be hard-pressed to find a player who had a bigger impact in shaping the organization as we know it today than Len Dawson did. I admired Len my entire life, first as a Hall of Fame player on the field and later as he transitioned into a successful broadcasting career. Throughout his remarkable career, Len made it a priority to give back to the community that he loved. The franchise lost a true legend, and our thoughts and prayers go out to Linda and his family. So I'd expect the Chiefs to have some sort of a tribute to Len Dawson on Thursday night as that game against the Packers is at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, we've been talking about this week. The first teamers um, and most of the coaching staff have been prepping for that game against the Arizona Cardinals on September 11th while the backups fight for what's realistically just a handful you know, of final spots available. Special teams we know is going to be huge in that. So which seven players are we most looking forward to watching on Thursday night that have some stake and uh, some skin in the game as to, you know, what's going to happen with them. We'll get to that right after this. You are listening to KC sports network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas city sports fans with former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives and former insiders. This is the place for you. KC sports network is proudly presented by M prize bank, your partner impossible. All right, joining me to talk about the seven guys we're excited to watch on Thursday night will be our podcast producer here at KC Sports Network, and basically our Swiss Army knife does a little bit of everything, Tucker Franklin, who's going to help us break down whether or not a Derek Gore and Blake Bell injury are enough to keep Ronald Jones on the final 53-man roster. Uh, you guys can all think about that while I check in with our sponsor here, DraftKings. 
Kansas, DraftKings Sportsbook is coming to the Sunflower State. It won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. To celebrate, all new customers will receive $100 in free bets when you sign up using code KCSN. Plus, one lucky customer will win a $100,000 free bet. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. Soon you'll be able to bet on money lines, spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. Plus, you'll be entered to win a $100,000 free bet when you sign up. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code KCSN to get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Kansas. Plus, one lucky customer will win a $100,000 free bet. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 1-800-522-4700. Must be 21. Physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. One per customer. $100 issued as four $25 free bets. No purchase necessary for sweepstake. Void where prohibited. Ends first day DraftKings is allowed to operate in Kansas. See terms at DraftKings.com Kansas. All right, Tucker. Now let's get into it. Now that we've paid some of the bills. Ronald Jones. I don't think when we broke down the roster, we kind of had him on the outside. I think that was the prevailing thought. And then Derek Gore has a thumb injury. And since he started practice, not on the pup list at training camp, and now is on the injured reserve list, he is out for the year. So Derek Gore will not be playing in 2022. And then we saw the injury to Blake Bell. No, it's a different position, but it opens up a spot. He's got a hip flexor injury, which... Uh, kind of has the Nebraska furniture mark delivery times of windows uh, and that it's anywhere between one and six weeks to come back uh, based on what the internet told me. Uh, just like, you know, we'll deliver something between 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. Uh, sometime on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Uh, so is that enough for Ronald Jones to make this roster? And why are you excited or interested to see what he does on Thursday night? I'm going to say yes. I think it is enough. I think one injury wouldn't have been enough. I don't think the Derek Gore injury would have been enough for him to make it, but I think that the injury with Blake Bell is enough for him to make it. It looks like they're going to keep three tight ends, um, and we had talked about them keeping four tight ends, which kind of you know made it harder for them to keep four running backs. That opens up spotted out, but running back now. But Ronald Jones has to play well. I think that's another thing, too, is that yeah. they're not going to feel like they have to keep Ronald Jones because they have to keep Ronald Jones. They'll keep somebody else somewhere else. But Ronald Jones has to look a little bit better than he has in these first two preseason games. And I know it doesn't matter, but I would like to feel better about what Ronald Jones could bring. And I hope that he does play on Thursday night and comes out and plays really well. So we can go back to feeling as optimistic about him as we did when he originally signed as a free agent uh, this offseason. We just haven't seen it. And maybe the coaching staff sees something. Maybe they're hiding. Maybe there's just stuff that we don't know. And he's going to come out and play well. This guy's played in the league before. He's had success in the league. But we just haven't seen it. I would like to see it on Thursday night just to feel a little bit better and get back to that optimism that we had when he was first signed, but let's stay on the offense. Another guy, the second guy that I'm excited to watch um, is tight end Noah Gray for the same reason that we just talked about with Ronald Jones with the numbers game. Noah Gray was already probably going to make this team. Um, and so with Blake Bell's hip flexor injury, we know Jody Fortson, Travis Kelsey are going to be two guys. Uh, what kind of impact could Noah Gray make? We've seen him step up and make some plays. Um, but again, with that injury, everybody slides up a little bit. And maybe now we see a little bit more Noah Gray. Maybe he gets some offensive snaps uh, and some certain packages that they put together for him early in the season before Blake Bell comes back from that, again, one to six weeks based on what uh, Google told me of coming back from a hip flexor surgery. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think what's really interesting about Noah Gray is when you start to look at him, Travis Kelce, and Joe Fordson, they all kind of have the same play style, right? None of them are inline tight ends. Blake Bell was that blocking tight end that they have. So maybe uh, Noah Gray tries to become more of that and he can find himself in more of a role there. I know a lot of the question last year was his offensive production on that side of the ball. Kind of unfair to put an offensive production tag on him with Travis Kelsey ahead of him and even really Blake Bell ahead of him too because Blake Bell's getting those QB sneaks. He's getting those screen passes and everything like that. Uh, but I'm excited to see what he can do kind of in this uh, tight end, probably tight end two role. We'll see him a lot with with Travis Kelsey out there. And his special teams ability too is is one of those things. Dave Tobe really likes him. If you look at this uh, at the special teams for this team, he's on almost every special teams. Um, so he's going to be on this roster, obviously, but I think that that's just another wrinkle that it adds is, is he is a very special teams, versatile player. And it's going to be, I don't, I don't, I don't expect a whole lot offensive production wise from him because I think he's might have to take in more of that inline tight end role. Yeah. Uh, great points. So we're going to have one more player on the offensive side we'll, before we move to the defense, but before we get to this, uh, offensive tackle that we're excited to watch or that I'm interested to watch, make sure you like, and subscribe and you're supporting uh, what we're doing here. If you like the content, let us know in the comment section. If you disagree, if there's a player that you're really excited to watch on Thursday night that we have not yet talked about, uh, but whether you're listening to the podcast audio, please leave a review. Uh, if you feel so inclined, if you like what we've got going on again, not just with this show or this episode, but what we've got going on with the entire network, it does help the algorithm, uh, the reach and the way that other people see it. That stuff is important. Uh, and so we appreciate your support uh, by liking and subscribing to this content and following us on your podcast platforms. All right, Tucker, next, you know, the final offensive player that I'm excited or interested to watch on Thursday night. And it's a group that if you've been listening to um, us or watching these videos on KCS and update, we've been talking about the backup offensive line situation and specifically the offensive tackles uh, and looking for a guy uh, to really step up and feel good about. We haven't seen a lot of push. Um, haven't seen a lot of great play um, consistently from the backup offensive line and those tackles. And one of the players that could step up on Thursday night and really help his case to make the roster and for people to feel good about you know the backup tackle situation going into the season is Prince Tega Wanago uh, again Tucker player that we've talked about and you know one of those guys you talk about tackle Lucas Niang um, hasn't practiced yet started on pup so he's going to miss at least the first four weeks of the season but even with him potentially coming back in a few weeks it wasn't like he's really earned the right to be just handed that that ability that responsibility to be like well Lucas Niang's coming back he'll be the guy he hasn't played and he's definitely an intriguing option. Top draft pick, banged up, had a bad injury last year. Um, so definitely somebody that you wanted to see and could have an option, but not somebody they're just going to count on and, and write down in pen. And so what what do you want to see from Prince Tega on, on uh, Thursday night? I think the biggest thing for Prince is to be healthy. He's a good athlete. He's got good fluid movement movements. He's good. In his, he looks good in his sets. He just hasn't been healthy, and I think that's kind of been the biggest limiting factor in his career is is his health. And, and I want to see him go out and do what he does. He was good out of Auburn. I really liked him out, out of Auburn. And and seeing, I want to see him kind of improve off uh, with the, with the health. I think he can kind of help his abilities there and, and be that swing tackle for the Chiefs. Yeah, and uh, we. I've talked about him before, but Jaron Christian, Roderick Johnson, you know, some of these other guys. And we know that if it's the first team and so if, if a tackle gets hurt, chances that Joe Tooney steps out, if it's Orlando Brown and plays left tackle is very high. Mm -hmm. uh, but as it stands now, 
I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of key injury that there wasn't. And I don't have the guys all off the top of my head right now, but there are going to be veterans out there. Uh, seeing Jason Peters name get thrown out. There are some veteran offensive tackles out there who are available and not on rosters right now who might be better options than what we've seen in the limited snaps that we've seen. Now these coaches have seen thousands of snaps from these guys at practice. They'd have a much better idea of who they feel comfortable with running out there and, and performing at a level that would keep this offense, uh, playing as efficient and as, as explosive as we expect them to play. Uh, but again, that backup offensive line, specifically those tackles, has been an issue uh, so far in the preseason for the Chiefs and something that you want to feel better about going into the season. And Prince Tega come out and playing well could really go a long ways, not just for him, but for those of us that are really paying attention to those backup spots to feel good about the situation that they're in. All right, Tucker, let's move to the other side of the ball. Um, a player that I'm really excited about, and I know pro football focuses Mike Renner, put out this video of uh, Chiefs rookie linebacker Leo Chanel um, from his last performance and just just beasting on dudes. I They need to put a disclaimer when you put a video like that, like that out there. For anybody with a heart condition and an affinity for physical football, like don't watch that video without a doctor's permission or something because that is exactly what I was excited about when they drafted him. When you watch his highlights at Wisconsin, uh, get that kind of physical presence, that kind of athlete, that kind of guy that uh, has got some vision, knows, knows where ball carrier, finds his way to the ball carrier pretty easily. I'm excited to see uh, he's making this team. So it's not the context with him and being excited to watch him isn't about that. But you know, a couple injuries, this guy is going to you know get a lot of uh, playing time on the field, and I'm excited for it. And this is the kind of game that's going to be really valuable for a player like Leo Chanel, uh, who isn't necessarily probably projected as a starter. He'll have packages that are set up for him, but couple injuries and he's going to play a lot of snaps so Thursday night will be big for him what I think is really most interesting about this Thursday night game with Leo Chanel is he could have the opportunity to play a little bit more Mike linebacker get that green dot get the opportunity to, to call some plays on that defensive side of the ball I think that's going to be really good for him really exciting to see how he does and when he played against played that role against the Bears he played really well in that role he's a he's a downhill guy a guy who likes to hit He's an old school Dick Buckus style, I think, uh, uh, linebacker when you start to talk about him. So seeing him in that role is going to be fun. Listed, as you mentioned, BJ, behind Elijah Lee, kind of in that depth chart there. How much is Elijah Lee really going to get on the field? We don't know with the with the formations that uh, that the Chiefs like to to run out of there on defense. But I'm excited to see what he can do in that Mike linebacker position as, as he looks to be kind of like a jack of all trades backup on that linebacker yeah. room. You'd say he's the Swiss Army knife of the – Chiefs defense, just like the Swiss Army knife of KC Sports Network, Tucker. All right, let's go on to the defensive backs, uh, three of the guys. And we're just kind of lumping these three guys together uh, because a lot of the conversation that I know the guys in the lab have had, we've had it on our roster projections and trying to figure out the 53-man roster. You know, these three names, as far as defensive backs go in the numbers game, uh, kind of get looped in together. And that's Chris LeMond's, Jalen Watson, the rookie, and then DiCaprio Boodle. Um, expect probably a couple of those, at least two of those guys uh, to make this roster based on what we've seen, but I uh, expect all three of those guys to play a lot on Thursday night and for a lot of eyes to be on them, particularly from chiefs assistant head coach and special teams coordinator, Dave Tobe. Um, that's we talk about these last three, four roster spots. That's going to be a huge part of this. We've seen that with Lamonds and Boodle in the past. And now Jalen Watson playing solid defense. He's a rookie draft pick um, might not have the equity, that a couple of those other guys through Dave Tobe or for Dave Tobe um, yet, but a player that comes out and plays well on Thursday and we've seen him flash some ability. Um, it'd be interesting to see how those guys, you know, kind of make their final cases here on Thursday talk. 
Yeah, I think it is going to come down to the special team's ability. Steve Spagnuolo had a really interesting quote earlier this week when he was asked kind of about Rashad Fenton. If Rashad Fenton goes out, who's going to come in? Yeah. He said both Williams and Watson. He he brought up Watson himself. So that kind of makes me think that he's going to make the roster, especially uh, with the special teams things that he has shown. Um, I think that Dave Tobe will be okay with that. But, you know, Dave Tobe really does love him some Chris Lamont's. Um, So that's one of those things when you're watching, you're thinking, okay, um, how is he going to fit into this roster? How is he going to fit into this defense? He didn't play particularly well uh, on on, uh, the last preseason game against the Commanders. But I think that the Watson – I'm a big fan of him. I'm a big fan of what he's been able to do, been able to show. So I think Swanson compared him – to Charvarius Ward. I know he's wearing 35, but with the length and everything, I think he said he looks a lot like Charvarius Ward. And I think that's good company to be mentioned in. Yeah, no, that absolutely is. And we've seen development from those guys. And at some point you got to trust your young guys uh, to come out and play. And Jalen Watson is going to be one of those dudes. And I know Maddie Lane has been really excited. He's one of his guys. Uh, and Maddie Lane's been really excited to see what we've seen from Jalen Watson. Um, so far in the preseason, he's a guy that can go out and play. I mean, it's a lot of backups on Thursday night. Uh, but again, these guys are going to go out and show out. And it's it's an interesting time. And we talked about, you know, on Outside the Trenches uh, earlier, we talked with Nick Leckie um, about, you know, kind of the different mindsets for players going into this game where some players are, you know, like a Leo Chanel is trying to really take advantage of these snaps to be prepared for when he does get called upon because he's going to be out on the field for the Chiefs where other guys are fighting for roster spots and know that they've got a chance to make it. Some guys are trying to prove that they can be good teammates and they can do all the right things to try to get a practice squad spot uh, and then show some ability that you know might lend them to being called up on game day. And some guys are fighting for roster spots on other teams. Uh, there are a lot of guys, you know, as your team's very good, the Chiefs are very deep. There's a lot of guys that will not make this roster that will be on other NFL teams, uh, you know, by next Wednesday when waiver claims go through. Uh, so that's always interesting. And I always appreciate the guys that, you know, are going out there and playing, you know, for some of them, it's going to be the last time they ever put on a professional uniform. And I've always respected that. I love that when I was with the team and I loved seeing uh, one of my favorite things for watching the game on Thursday night. One of my favorite things to watch are the first team players. They'll be in their sweats or, you know, whatever their sideline gear. Uh, they're not playing this game, but seeing how excited they get for the young guys that they grinded their ass off with up at training camp, which is not fun. Those guys really do come together and it's cool to see them support one another uh, when they do that. Absolutely. And I think that that's kind of uh, the, the cool thing to reflect on as, as me going to a division two college, there's a lot of division two players that I know that I've had relationships with that this is it for them. Like this is, this is sometimes the last time they're going to play in the league and, and just to see that special uh, kind of moment for them. Josh Caldwell is a guy that comes to mind who was at Northwest Missouri state. He got to score a touchdown for the chiefs. Uh, he's from Kansas city from the Kansas city area. And he, Andy Reid gave him that opportunity to score a touchdown on a preseason game. That's something he's always going to have. So I think that that's something uh, too, that that's, that's really almost sentimental about these games. When you start looking at it from that perspective and Nick brought up a really good point on outside the trenches. You should go listen to that show uh, where he said that he hates this time because it <laughs> brings up bad memories yeah. for that because he was a bubble guy. So and there's a lot of different perspectives and I think we cover a lot of good perspectives here on Casey sports network. That's, that's the draw. That's what you yeah. should like. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And like I said, it's easy for us to see the big picture and appreciate guys suiting up for the last time 
you know, guys aren't really thinking about that. They don't think it's their last time. They don't want it to be their last time. They're competitive. They're working their ass off their entire lives for this position. So uh, it's something to respect. Uh, and we appreciate that. And we'll have the game covered. We'll be doing our post-game show from the Kingdom Bar and Grill out in Overland Park, Kansas. So if you want to catch the game and you don't have a spot to do it, if you're not going out to Arrowhead, come hang with us at the Kingdom Bar. We will be there. Uh, a couple hours before the game setting up and then we'll be going live right after the game to break it all down. Uh, and then just like we will for all of the games during the regular season and hopefully long into the postseason as well. But we appreciate you for tuning into this episode of KCSN Update and we will see you next time. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-Month Emergency Food Kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com